The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our gospel reading for today, especially these verses. What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the first week after Epiphany, we watched as Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan. The second week, we had the grand miracle of Jesus being able to see Nathanael underneath the fig tree before he had ever actually seen him with his eyes. Last week, we had that equally spectacular miracle of Jesus calling two fishermen to follow him and their quick response to do so. And while we have pondered over the last two weeks how these seemingly less impressive miracles have much to teach us, admittedly, we've still been left sort of hoping for one of those bigger miracles in the Bible. Well, today we finally have what almost anyone would surely have to recognize as a real miracle. In our text, Jesus casts out an evil spirit with just a word, causing him to shake his host's body and then leave with a shrill cry. Now that's something to talk about. Well, I don't believe there's any movie maker in Hollywood that's planning on making a feature film about Jesus seeing Nathaniel sitting there underneath the fig tree. This story might just capture a producer's attention. And no, I don't suppose there's anyone that's going to be producing a trailer for a movie soon that is simply focused just on Jesus calling his disciples and them leaving their nets behind. But yet, for years, movies have been made with the topic of exorcisms. So today, we finally have something that almost everyone would say is a real miracle. Or do we? Or are we simply too sophisticated to believe in our modern society anymore that there is around us at all times a spiritual war going on between angels and between demons? Are we too civilized to believe that demons can still possess and oppress people? When we hear about this man convulsing around on the ground and even crying out, do we wonder if perhaps the biblical texts have simply misdiagnosed this man? Is he possible, or is it possible rather, that he simply had an epilepsy, for instance, instead of an evil spirit? Is it possible he simply had a brain problem rather than a soul issue? Well, it's been said that the devil ultimately has two ways of getting his work accomplished well. One is to convince everyone of his presence. So much so that people are afraid of him and his legions of demons. So much so that they are afraid to go about the work God has given them. The other 
way he can get his work done well is simply to convince everyone that he does not exist at all. Yes, he would love to be able to go about his work without the concern of anyone directly. And the devil certainly in our day still uses both approaches. I've talked to people in my ministry that were dreadfully afraid of demons and the devil because they had seen something weird or sensed something evil. I've also talked to people who would much rather say that they believe in intelligent aliens on other planets than they would talk freely about the, resistance, or the existence of demons. I'd reckon to say most of us are more likely to go on the side of dismissing talk about demons than we are at least to walk around fearful all day of them. In fact, this is so true that we tend to think that if somebody talks about something supernatural or about a demon, we tend to think they are the ones that have some sort of mental defect or issue. But today, we should allow Jesus to teach us about the reality of demons. Our text rather matter-of-factly reports that while Jesus was in the synagogue, a man with an evil spirit was also present. And then Jesus, rather matter-of-factly as well, addresses that demon and tells him to leave that man whom he was oppressing. No, Jesus didn't question whether that man truly had an evil spirit inside of him. He didn't send him to a doctor to further diagnose him. For Jesus was painfully aware of the presence of the demons and how they caused real pain and grief in the lives of people. And you and I ought to learn from Jesus in this regard. While certainly we are not able to easily diagnose as Jesus was where the spirits are doing their evil work, we should never forget that they are very active. And we should never forget that they seek to cause trouble for all people, and especially the people of God. They wish to pull us apart from Christ and leave us simply in suffering and misery. So does that mean that we should leave here afraid? Should we leave here being afraid of the demons and their work, and of their master, the devil? Should we be in terror every time we go around a corner, or feel a cold breeze cascade upon our cheeks? Should we cower Anytime we think we feel something a little weird around us. Well, I suppose if we did not have Christ, the answer would be, indeed, we should be afraid. For the devil and his demons do have power to cause suffering. But thanks be to God, we are never without Christ. We have Christ, and therefore we need not be afraid. Yes, for the Christian, the answer to how we view demons is really quite simple. While we acknowledge their existence fully, we do not live in terror of them. On the other hand, we do not treat them so lightly as to suggest that they are child's play. 
For the Christian, we are simply aware of the demons and their work, and yet refuse to be afraid. Why? Well, because we are connected to their conqueror. Yes, in holy baptism, we have become conquerors with Christ. We now have victory because of Jesus over such evil spirits. Yes, Jesus destroyed the devil and the demons on that Good Friday. Oh, on that day, I am sure the devil and the demons thought they had the victory. They looked at Jesus hanging upon the cross and thought they had finally won one. But instead, they soon found out how miserably they had failed. For Jesus descended into hell and proclaimed his victory. And then he rose bodily from the grave to show the whole world the same truth. In our text, it says the people were amazed at the authority with which Jesus spoke and acted. You see, rather than the other teachers of the day who were always referring to other people to justify the words or the deeds they were thinking or speaking or doing, instead Jesus simply spoke and acted of his own authority. For he had this authority as the eternal and almighty Son of God. And so Jesus simply acted on his authority. He had the power both to speak and bring things into being that were not, and to act and tell demons to leave at his simple command. And that's why you and I never have to fear demons. For Jesus has authority over them eternally in the heavens, and because of his death and resurrection here on earth as well. While they still prowl around and roar, trying to frighten others, we know that they can be sent away with the simple message of Jesus and his victory. And so when it comes to demons, we never want to forget that they exist, and we never want to play around with them as if they were just figments of our imagination. On the other hand, we need not be afraid of them, though, for Jesus has conquered them and has given us now his victory, in his word and in his sacraments. Yes, in our Bible reading for today, it was a real miracle. A truly spectacular miracle. It was a real miracle because the evil spirit that was oppressing that man was indeed real. But thankfully, so also was the authority of Jesus over that evil spirit. And this is not just true, though, about evil spirits. It's true about every evil that is in this world. Oh yes, evil is very real. No matter how much we try to act like it no longer exists in our world, we see it all the time. So yes, evil is real, but so is the power of Christ over every evil in our world as well. Yes, this then is how we Christians view all evil, even the sins that we commit each day. We know that they're real. We know that they are evil. We know that they separate us from God. And yet we know even more strongly 
that Jesus is the conqueror of evil, that he has left it lying in the dust, and therefore evil is defeated forever. And so as one of our hymns later today will say, praise be to the one who breaks the darkness, the darkness in our world and the darkness in us as well. Amen.